month in Romans 12 and 13 and 14. What will it be like together? We've been in such heavy, deep, weighty theology for so long. I'm just wondering what God might be pleased to do among us building on the last years of Romans 1 to 11. But that's out there a few more weeks and we have work yet to do in these last verses of chapter 11. The main point of the chapter is summarized in verses 30 to 32. And it goes like this. I'll put in my own words. God has designed and guided history, both its disobedience and its obedience, in order to most fully to display, most fully display the magnificence of his mercy and to shut the mouth of all human boasting. I think that's the main point of the chapter. Verse 29, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Gives us a flavor of the kind of God there is behind this design and purpose. Namely, a God who when he gives a promise or calls something to be, it is not revocable. It won't be taken back. It's going to happen. We have a Lord behind this history. Psalm 67, 4, you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. God guides the nations. The nations do not have a sovereignty over against God. They do God's bidding. He guides them. Daniel 2, 21 He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. Daniel 4.35 All the inhabitants... You remember what this is, don't you? Nebuchadnezzar, hair grew as long as eagle's feathers, claws like a bird, ate grass like an ox for seven days or seven weeks. And then God gave him his reason back, and this is what he said. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing. He does according to his will among the hosts of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? Isaiah 46, 9. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done saying my counsel will stand And none can resist my purpose. So behind verses 30 to 32, which describes a design of God in redemptive history over its disobedience and its obedience, all leading to the display of his mercy and the shutting of human mouths, is a sovereign Lord of history. Verses 30 to 32 give an astonishing, shocking picture of the design of God in history to maximize his mercy and to shut the mouth of human pride. And I I use the words shocking and astonishing. I could have used the words unsearchable and inscrutable because in verse 33, those are Paul's words. To respond to what he's just taught. Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. How inscrutable are his ways. 
So if you come to the end of this message, hearing me open verses 30 and 31 and 32, and you're scratching your head and you're saying, I don't get it. How can this be? How can God be sovereign over and plan periods of disobedience? Then know that you're in good company. Because the Apostle Paul himself responded to his own teaching, unsearchable, inscrutable. Those are his words, not mine. I use the words astonishing, shocking, which is why I prayed for you at the beginning. Go down to the deeps of our heart, Lord, and cut away the calluses on the capacities to be shocked. It's very intentional that Paul is doing this. Verse 33 proves it. He means to shock us. He means to astonish us. He means to put our hands over our mouths and say, I don't get it. I can't.